take a few minutes this morning to bring teaching from God's Word to our, our young people, to our kids this morning, and uh, as we continue through our catechism questions. And this morning, I, I want to get your help. You know, we've been reminded, and again, for all of us this morning, we've been reminded this weekend, we live in a world where things are not as they should be, and we see things happening all around us that are devastating, that are horrific, uh, crimes that are just unthinkable. And I want to get some help from our kids this morning. So as you, I want you to think about something. I want, to get, I want to get a few answers from you, and then we're going to kind of rank them, all right? Think in your mind, what is the worst possible crime you could imagine? The worst possible crime you could imagine happening. And I'll give you just a second to think about it. Raise your hand when you think of something. It's just terrible. Yes, sir. That's all right. Maybe you saw something on TV this weekend, on the news, and, and you're just, oh, that's, that's terrible, that's awful. What's the worst possible crime you could think of? Loving sin instead of God. That is that horrific. That's a great answer. Murder. So murderers, that would be, that, that, that's pretty bad. We've got murder, loving sin more than God. Yes, sir. Hate. That's a, that's a horrible. We see hate and hate crimes in our world today. Murder? Can you think of anything else? Yeah. To steal. Yeah, a robber, somebody who maybe robs a bank or, or just robs you know, somebody walking the street. Now, we do have, we're talking to our, we have children's ears down here, but let me get some help from our big kids. We've got murderers, robbers, those who sin against God? Can you think of anything that would be uh, one of the most horrific crimes or worst things you can think of? What's that? Prevaricators. Okay. Can I get one more? Mocking God. Okay. So let's just kind of think what we have. We've got murderers, we've got robbers, we've got uh, provocators, <laughs> that one. Um, the question is, where do you fit on that? Young people, when you think about all these bad people, you know, I remember when I was your age, you know, I'd kind of think the worst of the worst, robbers, but, but murderers are worse than that. And then as I was getting older, I was learning about even other vicious crimes, and, and I, you know, you kind of have this ranking of, of, man, these are really bad people who do these things. And then there did come a day where God opened my eyes to see, well, where do you fit in that? And here's what the Bible teaches us. You and I, as bad as those people are, here's where I put myself on that list. At the very top. Worse than the robbers. Worse than the murderers. Worse than what Miss, Miss uh, Maurice said. <laughs> <laughs> and you fill in the gaps with all of the things that you've got. Worst of all, let me read to you a, a text from Romans chapter 3. This is Paul talking about every one of us. Romans chapter 3, verse 10. None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. All of us have turned away. 
All of us have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. And if I skip down to verse 18, there is no fear of God in their eyes. Paul is helping his readers to see and understand, yes, there's a lot of bad people in the world around us. But don't think for a second that that doesn't include you and I. And even you, as young as you are, by God's grace, as I look around, I'm not aware of any major criminal activity from you. Olivia, I haven't heard of you've robbed any banks. Anything you need to confess? Nothing. Gavin and Tristan, any murders? Hate? Murders? I'm not aware of? No, by God's grace, we're not there yet. But that doesn't mean that we're better than, than those people. The Bible tells us every one of us, just like them, we are born sinful, Dylan. Did you know that? You're as bad as those guys are. We're born sinful. And what that means is, we've been talking about the law of God in recent weeks. That means you and I cannot keep God's law because there's nothing good in us. Let me read to you our Catechism question for this week. And, and parents, if you've fallen behind, we've, the last few weeks have been focused on the law. This is a great one. You know what? Pick up here. Pick up here. You've not lost any ground. Go back if you can, but pick up here. Question 13, after we've been considering the law for the last several weeks. Can anyone keep the law of God perfectly? Answer, since the fall, no human has been able to keep the law of God and that's our question and answer for the week. Let's do it together. I'll ask the question, you repeat it, I'll give the answer, you repeat it. Question, can anyone keep the law of God perfectly? Since the fall, no human has been able to keep the law of God perfectly. Kids, let me just leave you with this. And you'll, we'll, God has created us to know him, to love him, to obey him, to walk with him. But Paul in Romans 3 has just told us something fundamentally wrong about us. Because of sin, because of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, we can't do it. All these things for the last several weeks we've been talking about God has saved us for his glory and this is we can't do it on our own. But there is good news. The God who we cannot obey his law is merciful. And he has sent his son to do what you and I cannot do. Jesus Christ has come to keep the law for us. And we'll be talking about that more in the coming weeks. But we, in order to really appreciate good news, you've got to feel the weight of the bad news. You've got to feel the emptiness, the helplessness. You've got to feel, well, my goodness, we've just been talking about the law. This is what God wants. You've got to come to the place you understand. And this is for all of us. We can't do what our God requires of us. And it's only then the good news of God's mercy in Christ truly becomes good news. Well, that, may that be true for us. May the groundwork be laid for a deeper understanding.